the Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old, the Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar play it all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Sophie Dollar. And a wonderful evening to you. Ready to continue right on through the book of First Chronicles, chapters five through seven this evening, and of course we're going to continue as well through Psalm seventy-eight. These are two readings that go very well together because both of them have the idea of reviewing the history of God's dealings with the people of Israel, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who was of course renamed Israel. We're going to continue through the Chronicles. Tradition tells us that it was written by Ezra, a priest and a scribe who made his way back to Israel after the 70 years of the Babylonian exile. Ezra, Nehemiah, Zerubbabel was the leader of the first group with thousands of people who made their way back. Ezra compiled this selected history, particularly focusing on the tribes of Judah and Benjamin in the south and the lineage, the royal lineage of David, So we'll be following the presentation from the book of Chronicles starting tonight in chapter 5. Right now, though, to our Wisdom and Worship segment on The Bible Life. Psalm 78, verses 9 through 39. The warriors of Ephraim, though fully armed, turned their backs and fled when the day of battle came. They did not keep God's covenant, and they refused to live by His laws. They forgot what He had done, the wonderful miracles He had shown them, the miracles He did for their ancestors in Egypt, on the plain of Zoan. For he divided the sea before them and led them through. The water stood up like walls beside them. In the daytime he led them by a cloud, and at night by a pillar of fire. He split open the rocks in the wilderness to give them plenty of water, as from a gushing spring. He made streams pour from the rock, making the waters flow down like a river. Yet they kept on with their sin, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They willfully tested God in their hearts demanding the foods they craved. They even spoke against God himself, saying, God can't give us food in the desert. Yes, he can strike a rock so water gushes out, 
But he can't give his people bread and meat. When the Lord heard them, he was angry. The fire of his wrath burned against Jacob. Yes, his anger rose against Israel, for they did not believe God or trust him to care for them. But he commanded the skies to open. He opened the doors of heaven and rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. They ate the food of angels. God gave them all they could hold. He released the east wind in the heavens and guided the south wind by his mighty power. He rained down meat as thick as dust, birds as plentiful as the sands along the seashore. He caused the birds to fall within their camp and all around their tents. The people ate their fill. He gave them what they wanted. But before they finished eating this food they had craved, while the meat was yet in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and he killed their strongest men. He struck down the finest of Israel's young men. But in spite of this, the people kept on sinning. They refused to believe in his miracles. So he ended their lives in failure and gave them years of terror. When God killed some of them, the rest finally sought him. They repented and turned to God. Then they remembered that God was their rock, that their Redeemer was the Most High. But they followed him only with their words. They lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They did not keep his covenant. Yet he was merciful and forgave their sins and didn't destroy them all. Many a time he held back his anger and did not unleash his fury. For he remembered that they were merely mortal, gone in a moment like a breath of wind, never to return. End of reading, Psalm 78, 9-39. We will glorify the King of kings. We will glorify the Lamb. We will glorify the Lord of Lords. For He is the great I You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. First Chronicles picking up at chapter 5, as you know, this is one of the sections that involves genealogies, those dreaded genealogies that we all think, oh, they're so boring. And yet they are not. There's some wonderful details in them. As you get to know your Bible, more and more of these names will mean something to you from the first genealogies that are given there in chapters 1 and 2. There's Adam, there's Seth, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Esau, Amalek, Israel, and of course Jacob. Judah, Tamar, Perez, Boaz, Jesse, David, Joab, Amnon, Absalom, Adonijah, Bathsheba, Solomon, Reuben. These names mean anything to you? Aaron, Nadab, Eleazar, Korah. Remember Korah rebelling against Moses there in the wilderness? Joshua, Saul, Jonathan. On and on we could go. All of these are in the genealogies. There are some that we don't recognize, but these are some among many that you could hear and they will remind you of their story, and often there is a really important lesson attached to their name. And at the same time, all of these names remind us, too, of the big picture. All of the Bible, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, the end of the New Testament, ultimately the focus is God and his redemptive plan, particularly carried out by the Messiah, this promised one, this righteous branch, this one that is predicted over 300 times in the Old Testament with specifics about him so that we would recognize him when he came. And, of course, we did. We have recognized and we know that that was Jesus of Nazareth who fulfilled all of those prophecies. This list also reminds us of how God brought about that tremendous miracle 
of maintaining and sustaining the people of Israel, fulfilling his promise to bless all the nations of the world through them, not only through their witness of the one true and living God throughout their history, as unstable and as failing as their witness might have been, especially, though, as they help to bring the Messiah into our world. Right now, though, let's go to our reading tonight from the book of Chronicles on the Bible Life. 1 Chronicles 5.1 through 7.40. 1 Chronicles 5. The oldest son of Israel was Reuben, but since he dishonored his father by sleeping with one of his father's concubines, his birthright was given to the sons of his brother Joseph. For this reason, Reuben is not listed in the genealogy as the firstborn son. It was the descendants of Judah that became the most powerful tribe and provided a ruler for the nation. But the birthright belonged to Joseph. The sons of Reuben, the oldest son of Israel, were Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The descendants of Joel were Shemaiah, Gog, Shimei, Micah, Reaiah, Baal, and Berah. Berah was the leader of the Reubenites when they were taken into captivity by King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria. Berah's relatives are listed in their genealogy by their clans. Jael, the leader, Zechariah, and Bela, son of Azah, son of Shema, son of Joel. These Reubenites lived in the area that stretches from Aroer to Nebo and Baal-Meon. And since they had so many cattle in the land of Gilead, they spread eastward toward the edge of the desert that stretches to the Euphrates River. During the reign of Saul, the Reubenites defeated the Hagrites in battle. Then they moved into the Hagrite settlements all along the eastern edge of Gilead. Across from the Reubenites in the land of Bashan lived the descendants of Gad, who were spread as far east as Salekah. Joel was the leader of the land of Bashan, and Shapham was second in command, along with Janai and Shaphat. Their relatives, the leaders of seven other clans, were Michael, Meshulam, Sheba, Jorai, Jakan, Zia, and Deber. These were all descendants of Abihel, son of Huri, son of Jeroah, son of Gilead, son of Michael, son of Jeshishai, son of Jado, son of Buz. Ahi, son of Abdiel, son of Guni, was the leader of their clans. The Gadites lived in the land of Gilead, in Bashan and its villages, and throughout the Sharon plain. All of these were listed in the genealogical records during the days of King Jotham of Judah and King Jeroboam of Israel. There were 44,760 skilled warriors in the armies of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. They were all skilled in combat and armed with shields, swords, and bows. They waged war against the Hagrites, the Jeturites, the Naphishites, and the Nodabites. They cried out to God during the battle, and He answered their prayer because they trusted in Him. So the Hagrites and all their allies were defeated. The plunder taken from the Hagrites included 50,000 camels, 250,000 sheep, 2,000 donkeys, and 100,000 captives. Many of the Hagrites were killed in the battle because God was fighting against them. So they lived in their land until they were taken away into exile. The half-tribe of Manasseh spread through the land from Bashan to Baal Hermon, Senir, and Mount Hermon. They were very numerous. These were the leaders of their clans. Efer, Ishi, Eliel, Azriel, Jeremiah, Hodaviah, and Jadiel. Each of these men had a great reputation as a warrior and leader, but they were unfaithful and violated their covenant with the God of their ancestors. They worshipped the gods of the nations that God had destroyed. So the God of Israel caused King Pul of Assyria, also known as Tiglath-Pileser, to invade the land and lead away the people of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh as captives. The Assyrians exiled them to Hala, Habor, Hara, and the Gozan River, where they remain to this day. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. First Chronicles 6 The sons of Levi were Goshon, Kohath, and Merari. The descendants of Kohath included Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Usiel. The children of Amram were Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. 
The sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Eleazar was the father of Phinehas. Phinehas was the father of Abishua. Abishua was the father of Buki. Buki was the father of Usi. Usi was the father of Zerahiah. Zerahiah was the father of Merayoth. Merayoth was the father of Amariah. Amariah was the father of Ayutub. Ayutub was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Ahimaaz. Ahimaaz was the father of Azariah. Azariah was the father of Jehonan. Jehonan was the father of Azariah, the high priest at the temple built by Solomon in Jerusalem. Azariah was the father of Amariah. Amariah was the father of Ahutub. Ahutub was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Shalom. Shalom was the father of Hilkiah. Hilkiah was the father of Azariah. Azariah was the father of Seraiah. Seraiah was the father of Jehozadak, who went into exile when the Lord sent the people of Judah and Jerusalem into captivity under Nebuchadnezzar. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The descendants of Gershon included Libni and Shimei. The descendants of Kohath included Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uziel. The descendants of Merari included Mali and Mushi. The following were the Levite clans, listed according to their ancestral descent. The descendants of Gershon included Libni, Jahath, Zima, Joah, Edo, Zerah, and Jeotharai. The descendants of Kohath included Aminadab, Korah, Asir, Elkanah, Abiasaf, Asir, Tahath, Uriel, Uzziah, and Shaul. The descendants of Elkanah included Amasai, Ahimoth, Elkanah, Zophai, Nahath, Eliab, Jeroham, Elkanah, and Samuel. The sons of Samuel were Joel, the older, and Abijah, the second. The descendants of Merari included Mali, Libni, Shimei, Uzzah, Shimei, Haggaiah, and Asaiah. David assigned the following men to lead the music at the house of the Lord after he put the ark there. They ministered with music there at the tabernacle until Solomon built the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. Then they carried on their work there, following all the regulations handed down to them. These are the men who served, along with their sons. Haman the musician was from the clan of Kohath. His genealogy was traced back through Joel, Samuel, Elkanah, Jeroam, Eliel, Toa, Zuth, Elkanah, Mahath, Amasai, Elkanah, Joel, Azariah, Zephaniah, Tahath, Asir, Abiasaf, Korah, Ejar, Kohath, Levi, and Israel. Haman's first assistant was Asaph from the clan of Gershon. Asaph's genealogy was traced back through Berechiah, Shimea, Michael, Baasaiah, Malkijah, Ethni, Zerah, Adaiah, Ethan, Zimoth, Shimei, Jahath, Gershon, and Levi. Haman's second assistant was Ethan from the clan of Merari. Ethan's genealogy was traced back through Kishi, Abdi, Maluk, Hashabiah, Amaziah, Hilkiah, Amzi, Bani, Shamer, Mali, Mushi, Merari, and Levi. Their relatives, also Levites, were appointed to various other tasks in the tabernacle, the house of God. Only Aaron and his descendants served as priests. They presented the offerings on the altar of burnt offering and the altar of incense, and they performed all the other duties related to the most holy place. They made atonement for Israel by following all the commands that Moses, the servant of God, had given them. The descendants of Aaron were Eleazar, Phinehas, Abishua, Buki, Uzi, Zerahiah, Merayoth, Amariah, Ahitub, Zadok, and Ahimaaz. This is a record of the towns and territory assigned by means of sacred lots to the descendants of Aaron who were from the clan of Kohath. This included Hebron and its surrounding pasture lands in Judah, but the fields and outlying areas were given to Caleb, son of Jephunneh. So the descendants of Aaron were given the following towns, each with its surrounding pasture lands. Hebron, a city of refuge, 
Libna, Jatir, Eshtemoa, Holon, Debir, Ain, Juta, and Beth Shemesh. And from the territory of Benjamin there were given Gibeon, Geba, Alimeth, and Anathoth, each with its pasture lands. So a total of thirteen towns was given to the descendants of Aaron. The remaining descendants of Kohath received ten towns from the territory of the half-tribe of Manasseh by means of sacred lots. The descendants of Gershon received by sacred lots thirteen towns from the territories of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and from the Bashan area of Manasseh east of the Jordan. The descendants of Morari received by sacred lots twelve towns from the territories of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. So the people of Israel assigned all these towns and pasture lands to the Levites. The towns in the territories of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin mentioned above were also assigned by means of sacred lots. The descendants of Kohath received from the territory of Ephraim these towns, each with its surrounding pasture lands. Shechem, a city of refuge in the hill country of Ephraim, Gezer, Jokmeam, Beth Horon, Aijolon, and Gathrimon. The remaining descendants of Kohath were assigned these towns from the territory of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Aner and Biliam, each with its pasture lands. The descendants of Gershon received from the territory of the half-tribe of Manasseh the town of Golan in Bashan with its pasture lands and Ashtaroth with its pasture lands. From the territory of Issachar they were given Kadesh, Dabaroth, Ramoth, and Anam with their pasture lands. From the territory of Asher they received Mashal, Abdon, Hukok, and Rehob, each with its pasture lands. From the territory of Naphtali they were given Kadesh in Galilee, Hamon, and Kiriathaim, each with its pasture lands. The remaining descendants of Merari received from the territory of Zebulun the towns of Jokneam, Karta, Rimono, and Tabor, each with its pasture lands. From the territory of Reuben, east of the Jordan River, opposite Jericho, they received Bezer, a desert town, Jahaz, Keremoth, and Mephaath, each with its pasture lands. And from the territory of Gad, they received Ramoth in Gilead, Mahanaim, Heshbon, and Jazer, each with its pasture lands. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. First Chronicles 7. The four sons of Issachar were Tola, Pua, Jashub, and Shimron. The sons of Tola were Uzi, Rephaiah, Jeriel, Jamai, Ibsam, and Shemuel. Each of them was the leader of an ancestral clan. At the time of King David, the total number of men available for military service from these families was 22,600. The son of Uzi was Israhiah. The sons of Israhiah were Michael, Obadiah, Joel, and Ishiah. These five became the leaders of clans. The total number of men available for military service among their descendants was 36,000, for all five of them had many wives and many sons. The total number of men available for military service from all the clans of the tribe of Issachar was 87,000. All of them were listed in their tribal genealogy. Three of Benjamin's sons were Bela, Beker, and Jediael. The sons of Bela were Esbon, Uzi, Uziel, Jeromoth, and Iri. These five warriors were the leaders of clans. The total number of men available for military service among their descendants was 22,034. All of them were listed in their family genealogy. The sons of Beker were Zemira, Joash, Eliezer, Elionai, Omri, Jeromoth, Abijah, Anathoth, and Alimeth. According to their family genealogy, there were 20,200 men available for military service among their descendants, in addition to their clan leaders. The son of Jediael was Bilhan. The sons of Bilhan were Jeush, Benjamin, Ehud, Kenanah, Zethan, Tarshish, and Ahishahar. They were the leaders of the clans of Jediael, and their descendants included 17,200 men available for military service. 
The sons of Ir were Shupim and Hupim. Hushim was the son of Aher. The sons of Naphtali were Jazael, Guni, Jezer, and Shilam. They were all descendants of Jacob's wife, Bilhah. The sons of Manasseh, born to his Aramean concubine, were Asriel and Machir. Machir was the father of Gilead. Machir found wives for Hupim and Shupim. Machir's sister was named Maacah. One of his descendants was Zelophehad, who had only daughters. Machir's wife, Maacah, gave birth to a son whom she named Peresh. His brother's name was Sheresh. The sons of Peresh were Ulam and Rakem. The son of Ulam was Bedan. All these were considered Gileadites, descendants of Machir, son of Manasseh. Machir's sister, Hamoloketh, gave birth to Ishod, Abiezer, and Malah. The sons of Shemida were Ahian, Shechem, Liki, and Aniam. The descendants of Ephraim were Shuthela, Beret, Tahath, Eliadah, Tahath, Zabat, and Shuthela. Ephraim's sons, Ezer and Eliad, were killed trying to steal livestock from the local farmers near Gath. Their father Ephraim mourned for them a long time, and his relatives came to comfort him. Afterward, Ephraim slept with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. Ephraim named him Bariah because of the tragedy his family had suffered. Ephraim had a daughter named Sherah. She built the towns of Lower and Upper Beth Haron and Uzin Sherah. Ephraim's line of descent was Rephah, Reshef, Tela, Tahan, Ladan, Amihud, Elishama, Nun, and Joshua. The descendants of Ephraim lived in the territory that included Bethel and its surrounding towns to the south, Naran to the east, Gezer and its villages to the west, and Shechem and its surrounding villages to the north as far as Ayah and its towns. Along the border of Manasseh were the towns of Bethshan, Taanach, Megiddo, Dor, and their surrounding villages. The descendants of Joseph, son of Israel, lived in these towns. The sons of Asher were Imnah, Ishva, Ishvi, and Bariah. They had a sister named Serah. The sons of Bariah were Heber and Malkiel, the father of Berzaith. The sons of Heber were Japhlet, Shomer, and Hotham. They had a sister named Shua. The sons of Japhlet were Pasak, Bimhal, and Ashvath. The sons of Shomer were Ahi, Rogah, Huba, and Aram. The sons of his brother Helem were Zopha, Imna, Shelesh, and Amal. The sons of Zopha were Sua, Harnefer, Shual, Beri, Imra, Bezer, Hod, Shama, Shilshah, Ethron, and Beera. The sons of Jether were Jephune, Pispa, and Ara. The sons of Ula were Ara, Haniel, and Rizia. Each of these descendants of Asher was the head of an ancestral clan. They were all skilled warriors and prominent leaders. There were 26,000 men available for military service among the descendants listed in their tribal genealogy. End of reading, 1 Chronicles 5, 1 through 7, 40. Got the time and I'm waiting it slowly Well, if there is one thing that the genealogies teach us very clearly is that there does have to be more. There's more to life than just living out your 50, 60, 70, 80 years that you got and then dying and gone, that's it. There is a significance to our human lives. There is a long-lasting consequence of our lives. There is an eternity that we face. We're reminded of that as we look at the turning of the pages, the turning of the generations of humanity, from parents to children and grandparents 
as one generation gives way to another. We don't want to be just, as the Bible talks about, sometimes men and women dying just like the animals, that we're just gone and that's it. There's a memory, remembering our loved ones, remembering grandfather and grandmother and parents, and even a child that is taken young. The other day in our family, we were remembering the death of a cousin. My wife's sister's son was killed at an early age, somewhere around the age of 19 or so. And just to recall that one and trust that we will see him again. We will be reunited with our loved ones, with our family members, because of our faith in Jesus the Messiah and our submitting of our lives in faith to the Creator, to God Himself. The genealogies do remind us of some very important lessons. Not only do we have the big picture lessons from the genealogies, but we also remember individual lessons. Like in our first of our reading tonight, we saw that the oldest son of Israel was Reuben, the first son of Leah. Jacob had two wives, Rachel and Leah, and in two concubines. Reuben was actually the first son. He had the privilege of the birthright. The oldest son who received the birthright got a double inheritance for himself, and he became the titular head of the family. When the patriarch passed away, Reuben would have become the titular head of the family what became the nation of Israel. But he lost that because of a momentary lapse of morality. Genesis 35 is the record of that. Jacob had been up north for 20 years with his uncle Laban. Jacob was making his way back to the land of Abraham and Isaac. Somewhere in that journey, recorded almost as an afterthought, it says that Reuben had sexual relations with his father's concubine, Bilhah, if I remember correctly is not commented upon greatly in Genesis 35, but that decision, that lapse of morality, that sin against God and against his father had long-lasting negative consequences. Lifestyle, morality, and integrity make a difference. Francis called in this evening with a good comment. I thought just putting together the idea of the genealogies that we're listening to with the idea of the census that was discouraged, either overtly or there was an unspoken rule against it, as we remember the experience of King David centuries later during his reign. Just an interesting thought to realize how powerful it is to have information about a people. And, of course, the census being taken in our own nation makes us think of that as well. Well, you know, everyone's testimony is far greater than any of us know Your testimony did not begin just with your own individual life. Do you realize that? There were men and women, even centuries before, who knows what effect the prayers and the lives and the decisions of people before you, God used to come to you in your salvation decision. God dealing with the generation. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Kendall Hoff Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America. And your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. Start today, and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word. 